0: We are here at the canine cop magazine conference in nashville tennessee and a very special day today um kind of a somber day and i couldn't uh, think of anywhere better i'd like to spend 9-11 is with uh, hundreds literally hundreds of uh, heroes here at the canine conference um it's brett titus with uh, the dog disruption podcast i'm here with leslie hi everyone how are you Good. How are yeah, you? digging the conference, huh? Yeah, I'm having a good time. It's amazing how many people uh, that that uh, come to this thing every year, and uh, especially today, being 9/11, you know, honoring, remembering, uh, mourning the loss of uh, so many people. But again, it's something special to be here amongst uh, hundreds, hundreds of heroes. So it's an honor to be here and. Today's special guest is Joe Smith from Von Kleinstein Kennels out of uh, Arkansas. Joe, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Uh, You know, it's uh, uh, thanks for being here. We've got uh, lots to pick your brain about. Um, Our audience, one of the biggest questions we always get is, hey, where do you find a good dog? And how do I look for a good dog? And what the heck am I supposed to... uh, um, What makes a good dog versus a bad dog? And I know you... Uh, you've been in the industry for years now. Go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about your background and, and your expertise. So
1: I've been in law enforcement for about 15 years. Um, most of that time has been with dogs. So from the time I started at a small agency, I started working with dogs until now. Um, I've handled a dual-purpose dog for probably 13 years at that time. Um, you know, come from small town Arkansas, so the biggest, the biggest city in Arkansas is probably 200,000. And we're just north of that city, so we're not real big, but we're not, we're not small either. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of dog work, a lot of dog work. Um, and I fell in love with this when I first started it, man. It, it,
0: there's nothing better than working a dog. It shows. It's nothing better. It shows. Your passion for it is immense. And then, so tell me a little bit about uh, your business and, and of course, your, your passion. The best business you can have is one that you have passion for. Sure. So tell us a little bit about sure. your kennels and what you guys do. So Von Kleinstein Working Dogs started – Probably close to
1: about thirty years ago, uh, with Chris Gardner. Chris Gardner was the founder of it. Um, he also re- he just retired from Northrop PD right. about four yeah. years ago, and decided that you know what, I'm ready to go on vacations. I'm ready to go to the Bahamas. I'm ready to get on the beach. Um, so about three years ago, I took the business over, and we've gone from we've gone from there. Uh, it's it's been fantastic.
0: Fantastic! Awesome. It's been it's been an awesome ride. Yeah, you you guys have got a great reputation not just amongst the uh, police world, but in the the public world as well as far as pets. So let's uh, let's dive into that. People come to you and they want a dog, and more specifically, let's talk about um, pets and personal protection dogs. Sure. So when people call you up, um, there's got to be a series of questions. I mean, you got to know something about them, and and are they capable or, or willing to put in the time and effort for a personal protection dog. Right. So what, what are some of the first questions in, that you get from people and how do you answer them when they're looking for, for a pet that's a personal protection dog?
1: Well, usually whenever we get those phone calls, it's because of an incident. It's because something happened, so, uh, uh, an attempted burglary or somebody, their car was broken into. So something happened to, to lead them to wanting to look at a dog, they don't want to carry a gun. They're, they're, not, they're not very comfortable with having a gun, but they know that they've grown up with pets. They know that they've grown up with dogs and they see our dogs out on the street and they kind of see what they do. And so they're curious, how can I take my family protection and I don't have a gun in the house. I don't have anything like that. Can I use a dog for that? Um, so we start having a conversation about it, how much experience you have with a dog. When you're bringing that kind of dog into your home environment, you have to understand that there's, it's not like buying a product and that product either works or it doesn't work. Sure. Yeah. You know, they, they, there's time that has to go into it for the, for the life of the dog. Obviously, you're buying a a great product, but you have to understand that that time's got to go into it. So, you have to dedicate time. It's like cleaning your gun, like we do. Right, right. So, you have to put time to that dog to get to where you want to be. Um, Getting the dog used to your family. Whenever we bring the dogs over, we're looking for a very particular dog. Very particular dog. So, that's our side of it. So, I want to make sure the dog is friendly. Sure. It's come up in a great environment. It's been taken care of. It's not just left running in a kennel and and being reactive to everything. It's had a lot of training. Um, When it gets to us, we put obedience. Obedience is the foundation to anything you know in law enforcement, the same thing. Our police dogs are very obedient. So obedience comes in. Once we get the dog to where we want it to be, obedience-wise, then we start really pushing the protection side of things. That protection side of things just kind of falls into place. If I have a dog in my family, I want to make sure that dog is safe around my family Absolutely. and still do its job if it needs to sure. so that's what we're looking for we try to put all those pieces of the puzzle together to get a good family dog okay
0: is there any uh w- when you guys are looking specific breeds or or age of the dog does any of that come into play
1: yeah you know it, it depends so a lot of shepherds belgian malawas um Dutch shepherds even uh giant Schnauzers are phenomenal oh, sure yeah sure. you know that they don't see it they're they're, years, they're, yeah. they're fantastic um And, you know, the age, usually when you're dealing with a personal protection dog, you want a more mature dog. I don't want to bring a puppy into my home. Right. And he's going to chew my couch up. He's going to take my my work boots away. He's going to take my kids' stuffed animals away. You know, so I want him to be mature enough to be able to live in that environment. Yeah. Uh, So you're looking probably two, three years old
0: at at an early age. Okay. That's that's kind of on the low end of getting a a good personal protection dog. So a dog that comes into the home at that age, um, been in kennel or perhaps uh, maybe even uh, with just one single person their entire life what's that what's that look like when the dog comes into the household um how much time does it take to become part of that family and understand at that point through the training that they are there to protect and that's that's their pack if you will
1: that's one that's one of the things that sets a personal protection dog apart from a police dog so a personal protection dog i want to know from a very early age is being passed around person to person right. so the the, the size the, the group of people in an area really doesn't bother the dog very much okay. right so whenever they come in that area they're they're loving they want they're like any other dog that you bring to your house they want you to pet them they want you to love on them they want sure. you to feed them and give them water play with them so it's no different it's really no different it's just this dog this dog now has a very particular job okay and that job is to
0: protect sure all right so what about training? Let's talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, we're talking about personal protection. These are, I mean, there's liability involved in sure. that. There's, sure. there's um, certain specific things that a personal protection dog is going to uh, be elevated, if you will, uh, versus uh, just your average pet. So right. talk about that a little bit as far as the training goes, and, and the maintenance training has got to be pretty intense, is it not? Needs to be.
1: It needs to be pretty intense. So. The dog has to, you said a second ago, the dog has to know what its pack is. And so this is my pack. This is what I protect the home. If you have a big yard, you have a pool area, he has to know that area. And this, this is my job while I'm here. I can still be friendly. I can still be loving. But this is my job while I'm here. And you got to maintain that. It, doesn't, it will go away. It's perishable. Sure. Right? It'll, yeah. it'll go away. And so you need to maintain that. So when you're looking for a personal protection dog and you're buying from a company, there's got to be a commitment there. There's got to be a commitment for the life of the dog. Sure. You, you have to be willing to say, hey. We'll step up. I'll come to your house. We'll run scenarios just like we do in law enforcement. Right. We'll run scenarios, get you used to the dog, get you used to the training side of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I can take a dog and train that dog and be very comfortable with it. doesn't mean that you're going to take that dog from me and be very comfortable with it, right? So that bond's got to, that bond's got to be there. So we want to teach you how to build that bond and then progress the dog from there.
0: So I think um, that's kind of a misconception of... Yeah, I'm going to go to you, Joe, you're going to take this dog and that dog works great for you, but that dog is my dog. Yeah, he right. has come home and not yes. just with me, the whole family needs to know how to act and, sure. and the training sure. of that dog as well. Is that, is that not right? Yes, yeah, so dogs
1: okay. are pack animals, you right. know, and, and so you have to, you have to almost know what I know to a sense. I gotcha. Right. Okay. So you, you have to, you have to understand um, what got the dog there. What do I allow? What do I not allow with the dog? Um, what are his commands? If he doesn't follow a command, what's what's the follow up to that? How to motivate him? How to sure. motivate him? Get him to do what I want him to do, um, and then just let him be a dog. He's a dog, you know. I think one of the biggest things that we run into a lot is that people bring these dogs to their home and they expect this dog to be a big, mean, tough dog. That's not necessarily the case. Not, they can still do their job. Sure. And not be a mean dog. I don't want a mean dog on right. the street. I don't want a mean dog. Right. I don't want a dog that can't work with my team. It can't work with my, with my patrol guys. I want a very stable, friendly dog. Absolutely. So same
0: thing in the home environment. Yeah, that and that makes sense. It's uh, again a huge misconception of the meaner the dog, the nastier the dog, the sure. better it protects. But no, you're absolutely right. Our police dogs are just the opposite of that. Yep. Very friendly, very social. Used to be. Yeah, used, absolutely. Used to be back that way. in the day, yeah, yeah. yeah. We both been but around But you know long what? Enough. But we yeah. couldn't
1: use we couldn't use those dogs on a team. No, safely. That's right. yep. we couldn't yep. we couldn't deploy those dogs with patrol guys. Back safely. in the day, yeah, so I we, think we I learned was,
0: I was biting more cops than I was bad guys. <laughs> exactly. uh, Let's not talk about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, statute limitations is up. We're okay. Yeah, I can I can say so that
1: you, now. You you talked about the liability side of it, and I don't think I answered that question a second ago. Okay. Um, another big misconception. So when you bring these dogs in like they're loose cannons, these right. dogs have a ton of obedience on them. You're more liable, a lot of times, to get bitten by a chihuahua running around in the house than one right. of these dogs. They have a ton of obedience that are, that's, that, that's there. They're stable. They're hand-picked. The likelihood of them just going out on their own and going rogue and fighting somebody is very, very, very small. Sure. Sure. Very
0: small. So that leads me to another point that... Um, What about people coming over? Uh, Again, these dogs have to be so well-trained. And like you said, obedience is everything. Mm -hmm. Obedience is foundation. Mm -hmm. That's what we preach on this show. That's what we preach in our our Tech Dogs program. Without obedience, you have nothing. And even uh, uh, to the degree of a personal protection or any pet should have good obedience. Everybody take notes on that, right? Everybody knows that. It makes for a more stable pet. Yeah, Yeah, much more. Now you have that personal protection. What do you do when – what do you suggest – you know, you've got your eight-year-old, right, mm-hmm. and birthday party. Does the dog just roam around with other eight-year-old kids, or what, what, do, what do we do at that level? I, th- it-
1: I think you need to know your dog. Okay. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to depend from dog to dog. Know your dog. That's whole, the whole point of, of, of bringing a dog like that into your home is, is having that responsibility to know your dog. That is Good your point. job. Good point. Know the dog. So, if you know the dog well enough, maybe. Now, me personally, and, and you know we're probably on the same page with this, dogs are dogs. Right. They're animals, right? Something, anything can happen. So I would rather remove that. Sure. Maybe, maybe kennel them for that, for, that, for that time. Agreed. Um, and then, you know, I definitely don't want to set up a situation where there's a possibility that a kid could get hurt. Sure. And
0: that's always a possibility because sure. Sure. you have a, a small child
1: or even a, a large child or a teenager running past the dog yep. that's been trained to do specifically that. There could potentially be a problem. Or waving their wand around. You know, the yeah. princesses, right? Waving their wand around. Sure. And he decides that, hey, I want that wand now. I right. want to be a princess.
0: Yes, yeah. Well, we didn't have little girls, and I don't think our son would wave a wand. He better not. No, wave he had a sword, though. They did yeah, have I a had sword, sword. There you and go. good, several guns. Good. Several guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. We, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Raised uh, amongst cops in the house. Yeah, he had tons of guns and swords. Um, all right, so personal protection. Uh, what is the difference then? Are we looking for the same type of dog as you would in the police world? Or what's going to be the differentiator between a personal protection dog and a, a police dog? Um,
1: they're so similar. I mean, they're, they're so similar. You know, I could have my dog that I work on the street right now, who's had several, several street bites, would be a phenomenal personal protection dog. But somebody else's police dog may not be. You know, so it, it, it differs. It, it, it doesn't mean that a really good police dog candidate can't be a personal protection dog or vice versa. It it depends on the dog. Um, So I wouldn't say that there's not a whole lot of difference between the two. Um, Maybe the prey drive would be the biggest thing. The prey drive would would, typically, if you have a really good personal protection dog, um, if he could have been a police dog, he's probably not because his prey drive is not high enough. I gotcha. you. To to be a police dog. And then he gets kind of moved over to the personal protection side. Doesn't mean that he's a bad dog. Sure. It's just he has another job that is going to be better than being a police
0: dog. So for our canine handlers out there, our officers, let's mm-hmm. um, talk about that a little bit. What do you look for? So again, department comes to you and, and again, I've seen Joe's dogs. They come up with some phenomenal dogs. Um, just got, what, three or four in my area mm-hmm. just the last sure few do. months yep. and a phenomenal dogs. So good good job. That makes my thank job you. a lot safer to see <laughs> them in, in my neighborhood, my area, right. ready to get right. out there and, and do their job. So right. thank you. Um, what, what did you look for when it came to those dogs? What's some of the common denominators that you'll say, hey, this is a police dog and this is going to be, because I know you, you don't sell the dog unless it is 100% top notch. Sure. You don't go for the mediocre or any of that. It's yeah, got to be top notch. So what are you looking for?
1: One of my biggest pet peeves in law enforcement is, is picking dogs for departments, right? So this dog is a really, really good dog. So I want this dog to go to Denver PD. So this dog man eh, not so much this dog will will, will go to a smaller department oh, that's just yeah. rude yeah. Well, that a police dog is a police dog a good police dog is a good police dog if he can go to Denver he can go anywhere else so the things that I'm looking for are just your basic things I learned from you the first time I met you pack drive I didn't really understand pack drive before then pack drive is so important so so Amen. important um it, it's one of the one of the most important things if you have everything in there and you have pack drive you have a very special dog so Like when we talk to you when we talk about combat, high prey drive, high hunt drive, high pack drive. If we have those things come together and the dog is extremely social, we can make a good police dog out of that dog.
0: Excellent. Yeah. So let's talk about now age as Mm -hmm. well. uh, What's your limit of, yeah, this one's too young. And I understand every dog could be different. So just kind of give me an average of, you know, what's the youngest dog you've seen and what won't you sell as far as. You know age i mean I, i'm not going to go out and spend x amount of thousands of dollars sure. on a six year old dog so sure. what's your what's sure. your my variation? cutoff is
1: my off is two years two okay. years old for for the the high the upper limits unless okay. that dog is titled in something they specifically want that kind of dog that's my cutoff is two years old if a dog if a green dog makes it to two years old something's missing sure there yep something's missing there there's a reason why that dog's still green
0: makes sense right yeah,
1: yeah. and so if i can get a dog at at I would even say they mature at different ages. I would even say from 11 months to 15
0: months. Okay,
1: Man would be happy. Yeah, that those that's the range that I want to start a dog with. Green dogs. That's the yeah. range I want to start with.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I think anything younger, that, I mean, you've always got to look at the physical characteristics sure. of the dog. If he's yep. still just a floppy puppy, still a floppy yep. puppy, drives yep. may be there and they look good, but you gotta let that physical part of it uh, absolutely uh, uh, mature as well. Absolutely. Your dogs, when you get them. Um, I've been around long enough. Sometimes that business of selling dogs and especially overseas, I know you've dealt with this and in, in dealing with this. Um, very difficult to trust anybody. It's really can be a nasty business. Uh, and it's very open. And I say open in the aspect of, hey, what may be a great dog did this guy over here that isn't sure. qualified to judge sure. a good dog. Sure. He still sold you the dog and it's different. So maybe he's not being unethical. Maybe he just doesn't know. So when it comes to you, where do you get your dogs? I mean, how do, you, how do you deal with that?
1: Well, you know, I've always said, and I learned, you know, that Chris told me this a long time ago, if you're going to sell dogs, if you're going to be in the business of selling dogs, you better be in the business of replacing dogs. And, and don't be afraid to. Don't be afraid to. You know, if, if, if you sell somebody a dog and they're not happy with that dog, replace it it's, sure. it's that simple it's that simple I would rather do it up front and because th- it can still be a great dog it could still go somewhere else and still be a fantastic dog I've got dogs on at my department that I've replaced uh-huh. I've taken from other agencies they want a different dog and I put them on at my department still a good dog But replace the dog. It's It's that, be honest. That's Ah. that's the the biggest thing. (laughs) Be honest. Honesty is going to take you so much further than anything else.
0: Well, and that's why you guys um, in the industry have such a good reputation is because I know you, I know your background and you are honest. And if you do, if there is a dog that, you know, no matter what it is, and that's a hard pill to swallow, they may not like the color of his eyes, but that's, that's, this is this, uh, this handler's uh, lifeline. Mm Mm-hmm. And if they don't like that dog, yeah, absolutely. So thank you for being ethical. I wish any other vendors out there, he'd pay attention, listen to what we're talking about, because that's what's killing the industry. Some of the nastiness, the sloppiness, the won't give money back. And it's just, it's terrible. Uh, what about um, health issues with these, these guys? You've seen a lot of that. I mean, where uh, Europe, Europe still a good place to get yeah, dogs? Yeah, you know what, some, where you at?
1: yes, it, it is. Europe's still the best place to get dogs. And and some of the things that we used to deal with in the past, we really don't deal with anymore. The biggest problem that we have now is the dogs are so young, you uh, know, okay. because we're running out, running out of dogs. And they're so young. And so you may get a, a 10, 11-month-old dog that his hips hadn't been tested yet. Well, that's a problem yep uh, that's yep. that's a problem because you don't know sure. what sure. that dog's going to mature into um but most of the problems that we used to have with hip dysplasia and things like that it's kind of old uh you will still get some every once in a while but they've gotten a lot better over there in europe about sending us better dogs good um if you're going to sell that dog you put a health guarantee on it sure and if there's a problem yeah. you replace the yeah. dog it's, it's that simple. It
0: should be that simple. It, it can be easy if you allow it to be easy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen, brother, um, why don't you give the audience some info on you, how they can get in touch with you. You guys, let me tell you, you need a personal protection dog, a good, healthy, uh, well-rounded pet, all the way up to top of the line police dog. Joe Smith is the guy. So, Joe, how can people get in touch with you?
1: Um, they can get me through my website, vkswd.com. Uh, they can get through me through my email, Smith at vkswd.com, or my telephone number, 479-301-4796. All right, give the website one more time
0: slower because you lost me, vkswd.com.
1: Von Kleinstein
0: Working Dogs. Gotcha. V, letter V, kswd.com. So you got to slow it down from me. Well, thanks again, my brother, for being here at Canine Cop Magazine Conference on 9-11. Again, let's uh, remember our heroes. And uh, thanks for listening in. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to Dog Disruption, your source for better dog training, obedience, systems, techniques, equipment, and stories. Hosted by Brett and Leslie Titus, SWAT and police canine handlers. Be sure to subscribe to the Dog Disruption Podcast wherever you get your podcast and, of course, leave a review. Also, don't forget to follow Dog Disruption on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find us at dogdisruption.com. And as always, be a good dog.